Hey, Beautifully Built fam, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Melissa Impet. Today I have a really fun, unique episode. This is kind of like a dual interview. I partnered with my girl, Amber. She has a podcast called The Yo-Yo Diet Breakup, and we kind of just interviewed each other. It's a really great, fun conversation, and I just think you'll get so much value out of it. Amber's amazing. I had such a blast. We could have clearly chatted forever. So tune in to today's episode, and as always, if you loved it, hit me up on Instagram and let me know. I love seeing when you guys are listening to the show and absolutely loving it, so tag me in your posts. My Instagram is A underscore healthy underscore attitude. Enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody. You've got Amber McKenzie from the Breaking Up With Yo-Yo Dieting podcast here, and I have a special treat. This is going to be a really special podcast. We also have my friend... What's up, guys? I'm Melissa Impet from the Beautifully Built Podcast. I'm super excited to be here chatting with you, chatting with Amber, and sharing our hearts with you. All right. So this is going to be a lot of fun talking with each other. So I'm just going to start off telling you all a little bit about how I got into this. So a few years ago, I guess we're in 2019 now. So if I get into, gosh, was it 2017 or 2016? I can't even remember. I had gone and gained a little bit of weight. Um, I have a history of an eating disorder. I went through eating, got some eating disorder treatment the year before that. I have a history of being very overweight, um, so over 200 pounds, and then trying to be too thin. And mm-hmm. I, I feel that. Oh man, <laughs> I it, it feel can go one up way, and down. one extreme to the next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I just really wanted to learn how to live in a body I felt comfortable in. And I really wanted to do it in a healthy way. And I I wanted to look good. Like I wanted to have both. I wanted to be healthy and feel great about my body. And I Mm -hmm. felt like I was so often told that either I had to like be eating a certain way and I couldn't want to actually look beautiful or look Mm -hmm. good. Um, But I wanted both. I wanted to look good and I wanted to be healthy, truly healthy. I wanted both. And it was such a roller coaster and such a journey. And I'm so glad that I'm on that track totally imperfectly. And that's the reason for my podcast actually is I want people to know like how to do this. Cause I think mm. I was thinking today, actually, I was drinking coffee and I have this memory of this time that, you know, I was in my very early twenties, I was serving and I had just eaten too much the night before. So I was like, Oh, tomorrow, all I will drink is coffee and cream. Yes. Oh gosh. And then I'd make it midway through the day, be like coffee high. And then mm. I would break my diet, my, my coffee creamer diet or whatever. And I eat all the food again. I didn't know why I was struggling so bad with this insane coffee diet. I was clearly trying to be on. That totally resonates. Yeah. That resonates for sure. Doesn't work. Right. Nope. And that's like why so much of like why I'm on this journey now and want to educate other people is because I am, I'm so tired of doing, like, I'm so tired of doing those things. And if I was trying to do an all day coffee creamer diet, I am sure there are some other people out there trying to do coffee and creamer, you know, and trying to figure out how to manage their weight and not understanding why then they're doing crazy things with food later. So, you know, I've been overweight, not necessarily underweight, but too thin, probably not a comfortable weight for my body. And then just done all sorts of crazy things with food. And you know, it's breaking up with that up and down and really learning how to live, like truly actually eat food mm-hmm. and live in a body I love and be social and be physical and like, you know, have it all when I just thought that wasn't possible for me. So what about you, Melissa? Like, how did you get started in this journey? Wow. I just so resonate with your story, Amber. I, you know, I struggled with my weight from such a young age, you know, both of my parents were chefs growing up. My mom loved to cook. My dad loved to cook. So I was surrounded by food. Right. Like I was taught that we ate for pretty much everything. You eat when you're sad, you eat when you're happy, you eat when you celebrate. And, and it was like, I never had any kind of like structure 
to my diet. So I was always eating, you know, I would go to the fridge whenever I wanted. And, and because of that, like, I just had a pretty unhealthy relationship with food. So it was like, it was like my tool, you know, I didn't know any other tools and, and that was my only tool. So of course, as a young girl, I was so much heavier than all my friends. I hated how my clothes fit. Like, you know what I mean? Like trying to get your, trying to get your muffin top to stay in your pants. Like that was, oh. that was me every single day of high school. And, you know, I had so many like little petite friends and I just felt different. I felt like I didn't fit in and it was toxic. You know, I just mm-hmm. developed like this hatred for myself because of my body fat. And I just, mm-hmm. I think that that's so sad. And I think so many people get stuck in that place. And I'm sure you agree with me too, right? Oh like, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. They almost like define themselves by their body fat. Mm-hmm. So that was like really, really hard for me. Um, and, it, and it took me years. Did it take you years? It took me years. To oh like, yeah. I would say, and you know, if we go back to high school and that kind of thing, like I, I totally relate to that. I mean, I, I grew up in a family where just candy and junk food was like always around and like norm. Uh, yeah. The norm, the, the normal and mm-hmm. you know, having a box of donuts on the counter at all times wasn't uncommon. And it wasn't that we overate them, but we ate them, you know, throughout the day, they were just always there. And so when you're eating foods like that all the time, I had more body fat than my peers and I didn't know why. And so, you know, it was the thing, eat one happy, eat one sad. And I, I knew I felt different, but then I started to over-focus on that body fat when, you know, I probably didn't need to focus on it so much and mm-hmm. kind of spiraled out from there. Hey, so yeah, I do really, I relate to so much of everything you just said. Yeah. So then what so happened then, from there? So, yeah. So then from there, um, I got into college and you know what happens in college, right? It's the college 15 or whatever. I, you know, it was like the party life and it was almost like, I felt like, I was so unhappy with my body that I was using like the the drinking and the partying to kind of almost like numb myself because Mm -hmm. I was just, I was still so uncomfortable and I just didn't know what to do about it. So um, about midway through college, I started, you know, listening to different people that I looked up to and I respected and, and started meeting people who were like actually going to the gym for fun. And that just <laughs> definitely didn't make any sense to me. I, you right. know, I never, I never realized that people actually enjoyed fitness. I know. I thought it was like this grind thing that you like had to do as torture, like just yeah. going on the treadmill yeah. and just running and it yeah. was going to be I'm grueling. Like, right. Yeah. 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 So, you know, that, that kind of sparked my interest a little bit because I knew that like, I didn't want to continue how I was. I just hated the way I felt. I was so fed up with it. Right. I always right. say I was sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. And so I was like, let me try this whole fitness thing. So I started going to the gym a little bit, walking around aimlessly, no idea what the heck I'm doing, you know, um, like sitting there kind of like staring at other people secretly to see what they're doing. So you could like copy them. So that's how I started. And, um, I started like this, this, uh, this passion inside of me was like, it's so needing some way to compete with myself. And when I got into weightlifting, I realized that like week after week, I started getting a little bit stronger. And it was Mm -hmm. like the first time where I felt like I was really like good at something. So Mm. it was, it was so addicting. And that's really where it all started for me. And it all really started with weightlifting. And that's really what I'm passionate about. And we talk a lot about on the Beautifully Built podcast is really learning how to give yourself that challenge where you can see small attainable results all the time, you know, and just inspiring people that getting skinny doesn't need to be the goal. And I feel like you totally resonate with that too. And it's just like, 
I did the exact same thing that you did one extreme to the other. I ended up doing a fitness competition because it was the thing to do at the time, you know, and I got way too skinny. Like, right. My thighs are meant to touch and they weren't touching anymore. And it was, you know, it was so strange. And, and being that skinny, I realized that skinny isn't what I wanted and it's not what defined happiness because I got there and I still wasn't just, just where I wanted to be. And it took like a lot of the self love and realizing that my body fat doesn't have anything to do with whether I love myself or not, you know? So it's a lot deeper than that. And, um, yeah, so I found that self-love and now I found the balance and <laughs> love sharing it with others. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I mean, I, I still relate to that. I, you know, we're kind of on that talking about body fat, but I totally relate to that thinking that, you know, skinny was going to equate, you know, liking myself more or maybe yeah. it was going to be more self-love or whatever. But when I got to skinny, uh, you know, maybe I liked how I looked or I had a high for a couple days, but it was always mm-hmm. short-lived. Like once I hit, hit that like elusive goal weight, I could never keep it because it wasn't right for my body. And I like to say like your lowest possible weight isn't the same thing as your lowest maintainable weight. I used to think because I could hit, yeah, because I used to think because I could hit a number, that's how thin I should be. Mm. But what I came to learn is just because you can hit a number doesn't mean Mm. that's great for your body, right? Because given your life circumstance, given if you can prep food, given if you can exercise, like just given your frame, maybe you shouldn't be that body. And what I started to learn every time I hit that number for one day, two days, a month, a week, six months, it didn't last. And I was still miserable. Like all of my problems still were there, even if I hit that weight and being skinny. I mean, I'll be real with people. I, I do like to look a certain way. I don't, you know, I desire to have a nice body, but that's nice as I define it. That's comfortable for me. And it's still probably 20 pounds heavier than I was at that time. Right. Mm. And so it's, it was really figuring out like, what is a body that I feel good about that I can truly be happy in and defining my life. Like what makes up Amber in so Mm. much more than just what I look like. Mm, I love that. I really over-evaluated what I looked like and thought it meant so much more than it did. And since, and then when I expanded my life, I got happier and my, how much I weighed, like, well, I don't know how much I weigh actually, but you know what my body looked like (laughs) meant less over time. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just love the feeling when you wake up in the morning and you're getting up, maybe you go to the bathroom for the first time and you just feel proud because you're, you're putting in work, you know, you're making sure that you're paying attention to your nutrition and that you're eating to actually fuel your body. And maybe you're getting your workouts in or you're drinking your water, whatever it may be. Like that feeling proud is just like, there's no better feeling in my eyes. Mm. Mm -hmm. So what are your favorite things to do? Like to feel proud, to feel uh, proud of your workouts and your nutrition? Like what, you know, you kind of talked about goal setting. Mm. What kind of goals are you setting right now? And what are you doing to feel proud? Yeah, that's a really awesome question. Um, one of the things that I suffered with for so long, and I'm curious to see if you feel the same way, is that I would set pretty unrealistic goals for myself, and then I, I wouldn't hit them, and I'd always be breaking promises to myself, and it was like so detrimental. I just really didn't believe in myself anymore because like I was constantly breaking these promises. Did you ever suffer right. with anything oh like that? Oh my gosh. Yes, of course. Of course. Like I'm just going to drink coffee today and then yeah. not get through like, I mean, maybe, maybe different, but that would be an example. And I yeah, would wonder, totally. like I would start to get down on myself. Like, why can't I do this? But it was mm-hmm. such an unrealistic thing. 
Yeah. Um, so that's, no, you know, no something wonder I couldn't go through with it. Yeah. Something for all of the listeners to think right now, like, you know, you, you really like, you need to kind of build trust in yourself, right? Like if you make a promise to one of your friends, you're probably going to keep it. And there's no reason why you shouldn't be doing that with yourself as well. So when it comes to goal setting like that, like I never like to set goals that are too far out of reach so that I'm kind of like failing myself, you know? So, Mm -hmm. so my goals really are pretty simple. Like for me right now, um, you know, building a business is free time consuming. Amber's working full time and building business. <laughs> but it's pretty time consuming. So for me right now, I can't be setting two unrealistic goals, especially when it comes to fitness, because I will set myself up to be disappointed. So right now, like my, I need to be active every single day in some way. So before it was like weightlifting all the time, like I was in such <laughs> a structured routine. And if I didn't make it to the gym, it was like the end of the world. But now if the day goes by and I don't have time to make it to the gym, that's fine. I have YouTube. I love yoga. I can do something for 20 minutes, you know, so something like that, that's more attainable. So I do like to be active every single day. And then, um, my nutrition hasn't been that great with the holidays. So, so really for me getting back into like small frequent meals throughout the day, instead of like the biggest lunch ever, and then not eating the rest of the day. Right. Um, and then water, water is always another big one for me, you know, really trying to at least get half a gallon every single day. So those are some of my goals. What would you say some of your goals are right now? Oh man, actually quite similar to you. I mean, just, uh, having gone through the holidays, my eating has been a bit, uh, (laughs) indulgent, I guess I will say. That's a great word. Yeah. And we went to family's house. So like you, I usually eat about six times a day and my meals mm-hmm. are smaller and I prefer to eat all through the day, getting in my mm-hmm. protein all through the yeah. day. Um, and then I feel better because I really struggle with being overly full. The two struggles are, I really like being overly full. And then when I get overly full, <laughs> I freak out because I feel, feel fat, even though yes. nothing has changed in my body. So um, true. So I prefer to eat till I'm six times a day. So I feel like good and comfortable, but I never feel yeah. over full or under full because the more stable I am, the more stable mentally I am. Woo-hoo. So yes, that's awesome. Yeah. So I love eating six times a day because it really means I am just more stable. And then I'm just a happier human when I'm a stable human. Yes. So stability is yeah. and that consistency is everything. So my eating, it's really timed. Um, and over the holidays, like we went to my uh, mother, a future mother-in-law's and, uh, you know, she's a great cook. And so I made an effort to eat like on a more, you know, many people eat three times a day. So I made an effort to be more on the schedule with eating with those Mm -hmm. people to indulge with my family. Um, You know, the really cool thing I will say, and I was, you know, a bit interested with this like natural experiment to see, oh my gosh, was I going to gain weight? But my body, you know, is a little puffy for a couple of days because I just ate way different. But, Mm -hmm. you know, to my surprise and delight, nothing really happened. I stayed the same. You know, our bodies are our bodies are really, are really smart. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but I prefer to eat, you know, six times a day, eat the way I like to eat. So I'm really just getting back into that. And then, you know, working out, I actually have an injury. So it's really interesting. I'm trying to figure out, I only like to do exercise. I like to do, we start off this podcast talking about exercise Yeah. and like grinding. I, I never really got actually, I was a really competitive athlete, but I almost did, um, things that I was really good at, not that I necessarily liked. So it was almost Mm -hmm. like a chore to be active. Um, and then going to the gym just sounded like horrible torture. Mm -hmm. Uh, So (laughs) I wouldn't do it or I would run like run to be thin, but I hated running. So right now I have, um, some upper shoulder neck injury thing. I don't know. So I'm trying to figure out like, what can I do when I can't lift weights? Cause I actually enjoy lifting weights, but Mm -hmm. as you've probably gotten now, I hate running. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. 
I'm doing <laughs> things like taking um, a hip hop dance class, which I've never danced before, but like busting through a little bit of anxiety and saying, you know what, like I'm determined to be active. I'm determined to live in a body I love. I'm just determined to move so I can feel great in my skin because the more I move, the happier I am. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this week I'm going to go try some dance classes. I'm gonna How try fun. That's yeah. so awesome. And so like, I love to lift, but I'm going to do what my body allows me to do. And I'm going to, you know, I used to say, oh, I'm injured. So now I can't do anything. I'm going to lay on the couch, but it's like, right? no, yeah. like that's going to yeah. make you miserable fast. Like get up, so do something, true. go for a walk you know, I can go to spin class, I can do things. And, you know, it's that very similar thing, goal of being active, staying active. And for the most part, my nutrition is generally pretty on point throughout the days. But that being said, because it's so consistent, I also allow myself like a drink, a couple drinks mm -hmm. on the weekend, or I allow myself yesterday, we went out and I had a burger with a bun with a mm -hmm. side salad. Um, and I wanted the burger. Like I, I will still sometimes have these things that aren't the, the cleanest but in the context of my diet overall is fairly clean. So if I'm having the one-off thing, it's not a big deal. Yeah. And seriously, that is like the key to not living the yo-yo diet life. So exactly. that's awesome. I love hearing that. A so awesome. I agree. Everything. Like, yeah. I agree that, you know, my, my fitness kind of goes through phases. It really right. goes through phases. So like, I love that you're doing the dance and stuff like that right now. I've been doing a lot more yoga right now because it's the new year. I've been doing a lot of reflecting. It's like a lot of like yoga to me is more like inner meditation. So it's interesting. And, and just know that you, you're allowed to go through phases. You don't have to just stick to one thing always. So know that you can kind of have fun with whatever it is that you're doing. Right. And that's so important and not grinding it out and, and to know it goes through phases like seasons. Like I used to wonder yeah, just why like I didn't still yeah. love something. Yeah. But then it was like, it would ebb and flow. And I used to try to make myself to do one thing. And then I was like, yeah. Oh, well, I actually don't like this. So why don't I find something I actually like to do? Yeah, right? I really try to just have less resistance in my life. You know, like we get so caught up on things and it creates so much resistance and almost like this negativity and like annoyance. And you just got to let that go. You got to mm -hmm. be a little bit more free with yourself because that's how you're going to really like find this lifestyle for yourself and really stick with it when you're just like a little bit more compassionate for yourself. Right. Mm. So you just said compassionate and it made me think like, do you ever have days where maybe your eating goes totally askew and you're like, man, I just got caught up in old habits or old patterns or, you know, you haven't worked out and you need to exercise that self-compassion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The other day, <laughs> I'm like the other day, my mom was here visiting me for the holidays and we went to this store and, um, it's kind of like a Marshall's. So they have like the food section and I saw, I don't know if you guys have ever had it, um, cookie butter. I, I haven't. Remember. But it's, it's like peanut butter, but there's definitely, it's all, it's all cookie flavored and it's really high in sugar and it's definitely not something that I typically eat. And for some reason I purchased it and I brought it home and I have been taking a spoon to the jar and it's right. like, it's sitting up in my closet and I'm in the other room and all I'm thinking about is this cookie butter. <laughs> so, so just the other day, at the end of the day, I was like, oh my gosh, you just ate so much of that, Melissa. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, really? Just kind of like irritated with myself. You know, when you get like a little bit mad at yourself, I was kind of mad at yourself. And then it, it, the next day, it took a whole day for me to not be mad at myself. And then the next day I was like, oh, well you know what? It's gone now. I know that I probably shouldn't buy that and I'm just mm. going to get back to my life. But mm. really it took me a full day to kind of, 
to kind of let go of that and just move forward. But I do really recommend that if you have a trigger food, like that is clearly a trigger food for me. If I'm yeah. sitting in the other room and I'm thinking about it in my cabinet, that's clearly a trigger food. So those are the foods that I just try to avoid. You know, right. I just try not to have it in my house. So that situation doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think like trigger foods are interesting because I don't mm, keep them okay. in the, in my house yeah. for the most part either. So do you have trigger foods too? Oh yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And it's been interesting because like I live with my partner, so he brings sometimes trigger foods into our mm -hmm. house. Mm -hmm. And that used to be like a nightmare for me because I would then eat them all yep. and think about them. Um, and I really had to learn how to have trigger foods in my house. And it was a mm. slow learning process. So, I used so to give think, me some tips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like it's crazy. Like I used to think I was like weak-willed or flawed or yeah. broken. And I've learned I'm none of those things. Just sugar lights up the dopamine reward pleasure center yep. in my brain. Mm -hmm. And my brain wants more because it's indescribably wonderful. Like it's hyper palatable. It's not just palatable. Indescribably wonderful. Oh, is indescribably wonderful, right? And you're telling me about this cookie yep. butter and my yep. brain yep. Melissa, was tasting this as you were talking about it. I was picturing it as being like kind of brown, brown It's kind of it's kind of like um it's more of like almost like a gingerbread cookie. Have you ever been on the airline that has those Biscoff cookies? No. Oh my gosh. It's like I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> yeah, it's dangerous. <laughs> You're good. The listeners yeah. now are having cravings for cookie butter. I know. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So this is how you get through food craving. <laughs> yes. You talk okay. it out. You talk it out with your friends. Yeah. But I think, like, it's really important to name it. So, for example, peanut butter. Peanut butter is one that I still sometimes will find myself at it with a spoon. Yeah. Um, and, like, really wanting to eat that. And so I had to learn – this is going to sound, like, extremely dumb, but – it's also super useful. Like it's so basic, so simple, but something so overlookable. So because peanut butter and I had such a crazy relationship, literally here's what I would do. I would open when I was in a good place, not in a bad place. So when I was in a good place, I would open the cupboard to where the peanut butter was. I would take the peanut butter out. I would get a spoon, put the spoon in it, take the peanut butter out, put the lid on the peanut butter, put the peanut butter away, and then take that spoon with the peanut butter on it and put it in the garbage. Wow. And, and, and practice the skill of not eating it. Huh. Because when, when I go through all those actions, it's like my mind says, well, now you've done it. Now you've opened yeah. the peanut butter jar. That so you have to go through. Popping up. Yep. Exactly. Even though I have options all the way through, like I actually don't have to eat that peanut butter. Now, like mm. sometimes I want to eat peanut butter and that's fine. But I'm talking about like a food crazy moment where I actually don't want to do it around my trigger foods, I've had to learn like how to slow that down and how to take alternate actions. So like anything, practice equals we get better at that skill. And I did not have the skill of slowing down, eating in moderation and being around my trigger foods. And so I had to like literally practice opening the cupboard, taking the jar off, the, the lid off the peanut butter, putting the lid back on and putting it away. I had to get used to taking it out and putting it away without having any. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and this might be an extreme case for some people. Not, not everybody might need to do this, but I was like, I'm totally fine when there's no trigger foods around. I just made a new year's resolution. This will sound kind of like to stop eating the jube jubes at work because <laughs> I don't even like jube jubes. I just yeah. eat them because they're, they're there. there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're good. They're fine. But like, there's nothing really great about a jube jube, right? Yeah. And so I know I walked over to the counter today and I walked away and part of me, I just need to build up that resistance muscle That's of like awesome. not going through with it and reminding myself that there's so many other alternatives to not going through with it. And so often once I think, oh, I'll just have one, one, this is a real trick thought. 
oh, you can just have one, one won't count. And then I have one and go, well, now you've really screwed up. So you should have 15,000. Yes. All um, these limiting beliefs that come up and just try to trip us. <laughs> exactly. So the more I realize, like, actually, I don't even need one. Like there's some things truly one dream do will not hurt me. Like it won't, yeah. I can, I can even eat probably 20 and it won't hurt yeah. me. Um, but, I agree though. It's that, it's that first bite. When you take that first bite, that's when things might get, you know, might not go in the direction you want. But if you are strong enough to not take that first bite, that's what I always tell people, like when they're at parties or whatever places where, you know, they're trying to be strong. It's that first bite that will get you if you're not careful. Exactly. And like, for example, I eat peanut butter all the time, but I'm comfortable eating peanut butter when it's at a, t a planned time and part of my snack. Yeah. Because then I know I'm not eating crazy. I'm not eating out of control. Exactly. I'm not eating in a way that's unmanageable yeah. for me. Even if I wanted a jube jube, if I truly wanted it, I would plan it for it to be part of my snack, part of my meal. And then it's like there's a container around it and I'm in, in better control than when I walk by something and it's like in my face. Mm. Yeah, this is like such great advice for anyone who lives with a significant other who might be eating things that you're not eating. Or how about all the moms out there that are always around like the kids snacks, you know, those oh things are gosh. dangerous if you're not careful. So this is just yeah. really awesome advice. So definitely be taking mental note of all this. Right. I listened to this one lady. She said no BLTs and those are no bites, licks or tastes. So when you're Ooh, cooking or when you're making someone I else's like food, that. Mm -hmm. no BLTs, no bites, licks or tastes. So stay away from that. That's Stay away from those things because they'll get you, right? Awesome. They will get you. And then you they'll feel guilty. You. And then it's like this vicious cycle that you just, you don't have to live like that. Promise mm -hmm. you, you don't have to live like that. You don't. So mm -hmm. what's the best part for you? Like, what's the best part for you about, you know, kind of having these goals, achieving them, um, having consistency in your nutrition, having consistency in your fitness? Like, what's the best part for you? Probably a tie between, you know, like I'm a big progress picture person. I love yeah. taking picture, pictures pretty regularly. I don't really get on the scale much. Um, I don't really care about the number on the scale. I much rather would be able to put pictures side by side to kind of like mm -hmm. see the progress that I'm making, you know, eating well and going to the gym and, and really kind of pushing myself. So I love that. I love seeing the, the changes in my body, but I also love the feeling of getting a little bit stronger or mm -hmm. getting a little bit more flexible. Or like you were saying, taking the dance lessons, like actually making it through a song without making it as many mistakes. Like I love those little times of growth where you can actually like really feel that. Um, I have like this tattoo on my wrist and it says addicted to proud. So Aww. that's my motto. Like I'm addicted to the little things that make me proud. Cause I just mm. love, I love that feeling. You know, it's almost like a high feeling when you're making yourself proud or your friends or your boyfriend or whatever. Um, so I love that. What would you say for yourself? I mean, it's kind of like two things as much as like, I love the progress. One of the things like I love now is just putting on my clothes every day and having them fit and feeling comfortable yeah. in them. Mm -hmm. Like I like, you know, I, I love, you know, walking by a mirror and like knowing that I know I'm going to look in that mirror and, and like the reflection I see. Yeah. And for so much of my life, I walked by the mirror and was like, not delighted. With, yeah, <laughs> exactly. With the girl looking back at me. And I just like yeah. now that it's been long enough living in this body. Um, that I trust it now. And I didn't trust it for a really long time. So that's a big one. And then you talked about the changes in your body. Like two years ago, I started working out. And within four months, uh, I literally went from like muffin top, you know, quite the muffin top. Mm -hmm. My clothes were not fitting. It wasn't good. My Lululemon pants did not stretch over the muffin top. They sat <laughs> nicely below it. Uh, I didn't have the high waisted kind. So, you know, it was, it was bad. And then within four months of being super consistent, um, you know, I had a six pack for the first time in my life and I don't now four in the same months, way I did that. Four months. That's insane. 
but so it was cool. four months of like really dedication and commitment and consistency. And I mean, I don't look the way then now as I do then, because that actually was a weight I got to that was not a maintainable yeah, you were doing weight. A so challenge. That, you were doing a challenge, weren't you? I was yeah. doing a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, but what I, what I really learned there is actually I can control what my body looks like. It, it actually is up to me. Well, mm-hmm. to a degree, like within the body structure, the bone yeah. structure I have, like I can put on muscle, I yeah. can lose body fat. I, you know, I can do these things. And I had to learn, for example, like I didn't know having abs the way I have them or had them was possible, but I had to learn how to fuel my body. Like I had to learn about the role of protein. I had to learn about the role of carbohydrates. I had to learn about the role of fats in my diet so that I was truly using them to help support the body I wanted to have, not just eating like mindlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love, yeah, I just love showing up in my skin the way I am. And then I too can also appreciate the changes in my body because of the work that I've done. So mm-hmm. I suppose like, I guess there's bad days. I'm having a bad day. Sometimes I do this. So very often I work out in a sports bra, but when I'm feeling bad about myself, I just did like air quotes into those <laughs> listeners around my head and I'm feeling bad about myself. Sometimes I'll feel tempted to wear a shirt or a sweater to the gym. And that actually never helps me because then I can't actually see the girl working out and her muscles looking back in the mirror. Cause it's mm. often when I look in the mirror, I'm reminded of the muscles that I do have today because of the work that I've done. That's awesome. So yeah, the changes in my body w- would be a great part as well. But I actually think I used to think that would have been the number one thing for me, but I think it's now actually second to just, you know, every day walking around with the confidence that I trust myself, I trust my body and I like like mm-hmm. I genuinely like who I am, how I am today. And that just feels like such a big change. Yeah. So that's like yeah. music to my ears. Cause you know, with the beautifully built mission, I'm trying to inspire people to be, to realize that they're blessed with the body they were born with, you know? Right. So the fact that you, you've just fallen in love with your body and been able to trust. I love that you use the word trust. You're trusting yourself. You're trusting your body and you're just showing up for yourself with so much more confidence. What an right. awesome way to live your life. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, tell, tell me, what did you just say? The mission is you're blessed with the body you're born with. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell, inspiring, tell me more. Yeah. Inspiring people to take the body they were blessed with and build it into their dream body through fitness, oh. nutrition, and a little attitude adjustment. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 So it's like really incorporating all of it. And that's what I always remind people. You can go to the gym and you can work on your nutrition, but if you're not dealing with, with your brain, if you're not dealing with your mind, you know, you're going out of order. You really have got mm-hmm. to learn how to control your mind and the thoughts that are going on within your mind before you really even focus too much on your nutrition and your fitness. You know, you've got to really find that self-love, that appreciation for this body that you were blessed with. Because yeah. so many times we forget that, you know, it's, we're blessed to be alive. We're blessed to be on this earth. We're blessed to be able to, you know, work on our fitness and our nutrition. So it's important for me to remind people, you know, don't compare yourself to that girl on Instagram because that's mm-hmm. not you. <laughs> you mm-hmm. are you. So I love, you know, you use the mirror, look in the mirror. That yeah. reflection is what you need to be focusing on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and I love that. And I think, you know, whatever, whatever body, I mean, we can build, we have to give ourselves patience sometimes because sometimes that takes time to build whatever body you want to have. And even like before you build it, um, and you kind of touched on this, but I want to highlight it is like, before you build it, wherever you are now, maybe you don't love your abs. Maybe you don't love your arms. Maybe you don't love your face. Like whatever it is, you know, I have never hated myself to a sustainable change. Mm. I have hated myself (laughs) to temporary quick fixes that don't work. Mm. Wow. And you know, I think like, 
choosing to talk to myself like I'm somebody I love and choosing to treat myself day in and day out like I'm somebody I love, even when I don't want to, that has been the key to my body being consistent. Um, And that self-compassion you talked about earlier, like I make mistakes all the time, but instead of that critical voice being like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. You're so stupid. You're so this, you're so that. Mm -hmm. I'm able to be like, well, yeah, you made a mistake. Do you want to problem solve around it? Cool. Well, of course you made that mistake. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. so sorry that happened to you. How can we make it better? Do you need to soothe yourself in some way? Like, do you need to talk to a friend? Okay, no, like, let's move on. And I love this conversation, this inner dialogue that you're with you're yeah. having with yourself. Because seriously, I spend all day talking to myself. And, and that's really, it's really when I feel like I started seeing the best results is when I right. really started having more of these inner dialogue conversations. Right. Well, they're so important. And like you said, like there's that, you know, it's the, it's the mindset, it's the nutrition, it's the fitness. And we, we can actually change. Yeah. Like almost all of our lives through those three things. And yeah. we, we do have like, I mean, I can't control my bone structure. Like I, I didn't know <laughs> for a long time that my cousins have a, like, I just didn't understand why they were so much smaller than me, but they just have such a smaller bone structure. Like I can yeah. never change my bone structure, but what I can change is if I have muscle definition or not, you know, yeah. I can yeah. change those things. I have power over that, but I have to believe that I can in a way that'll actually be useful. Yeah. And that's why, you know, that's why I always say like, just be careful of comparisonitis too, because, you know, I've definitely had fair share of people like send me pictures of other Instagram models and be like, how can I look more like this? And my, my automatic response is you can't because that's not you, right? Like I look at all these beautiful models with these long legs. I don't have long legs. So why compare (laughs) to her legs when I personally don't have long legs? you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not just not going to happen. But I think like, yeah. it's so useful to get realistic with like, yeah. who are you? What do you look like? And like, what's going to be great for you and your body? Mm. And that's such an individual so journey. Yeah. And you know, I love how you talked about like those small improvements and setting like those realistic small goals. And you forget mm-hmm. that those, those things add up over time, as long as you're consistent mm-hmm. and your body, it's not, I love, I saw it on Instagram, but your body's not Amazon prime. It's not going to change overnight, but <laughs> you know, give it some time and we can make so much change in our body over the long haul. As long as you don't quit, it's all about that sticking with it, that perseverance. I actually interviewed uh, an Olympic hopeful this week. And I said like, how, what do you think got you to where you're in this qualification place for the Olympics right now? And she said, her name is Emily Stockman. She'll be on the podcast right away and follow her, her journey to the Olympics right now. And, uh, she just talks so much about that consistency, like going to the gym when she doesn't want to, playing beach volleyball when she doesn't want to, getting a coach when no one's doing it for her and like really finding her way there. And she just talked about the consistency, the consistency, the consistency. So, mm. you know, it's, it just, you know, that's been the key to my magic and my success is being really consistent and having that belief that it's consistency over quick fixes. Mm. And I know that, I know that the consistency is so hard for so many people because, you know, maybe you are a mom or you do have a family that you're taking care of, or you have a partner that you're, you know, in a committed relationship with. And I understand that I'm all for that. You know, not everyone works for themselves. Not everyone has the time freedom. However, when you are showing up for yourself, you're showing up for them so much stronger. And I think that that's something that people need to keep on the front of their mind. You know, don't use, like we always say, don't use your why as your why not. So if your kids are the reason why you're trying to be healthy, they can't be the reason why you're not getting healthier. And it's it's easy to use the distractions around you in life to kind of like, knock you off track from all your goals. But think about the fact if you took that first, you accomplished those goals, how much better are you going to show up for them? 
Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I've actually never heard anyone say that. Don't turn your why into your why not. That's so good. Isn't that a good one? Yeah. That's a great one. That's a really great one. How many people, you know, oh, I can't, I'm too busy. Oh, I couldn't go to the gym. Oh, I couldn't meal prep because my kids are blah, 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 blah. You know, there's all kinds of excuses and it's just time to really recognize that as excuses and figure out how you can make the time. Exactly. And if there's a problem, if you sit down, I'm sure you can find yourself a solution, right? There's always a solution, but very few of us sit down and really go, what is the solution to that problem? Or how can I build towards the solution to that problem? Mm -hmm. Uh, We just have problems. We get stuck in our ruts and it's so normal and predictable that we'll do that, of course, Mm. but there's, there's solutions to all of those why nots, right? Gosh, this has been so fun. What a fire episode. I'm sure all of you guys are <laughs> listening right now. So fired up. So Amber, tell, um, tell the listeners where everyone can connect with you. Yeah. So if people want to find me, you can find me on Instagram. So at yo-yo diet breakup is the best place to find me. You are listening to this on probably Melissa's or mine. And so this is the breaking up with yo-yo dieting podcast. And I'm on Facebook. I have a fan page under Amber McKenzie. What about you, Melissa? Where can people find you? Yeah. So Instagram has just like taken over. I love Instagram so much. I spend a lot of time on Instagram. So that's where I'm usually hanging out. My Instagram handle is a underscore healthy underscore attitude. And this is the Beautifully Built podcast. If you're from Amber's tribe, definitely come check out, you know, check out both podcasts. So much awesome information. And Facebook too, we have a group called You Are Beautifully Built. Um, And, you know, I just totally, I totally believe in tribe. And, you know, sometimes it feels like a lonely journey going through this transition. So connect with people, you know, people that are going to lift you up. So that's really my mission. And I know it is Amber's as well. Absolutely. And I think, now, part of the reason for this is to like have people to connect with. And sometimes tribe was yeah. just people literally in my ears and podcasts. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's better when it's in real life and other people, but sometimes yeah. that's where it started and, you know, connecting and listening to like-minded people and finding other mm-hmm. ways to lift yourself up and stay inspired along this path is so what it's about. So I'm so glad to hear yeah, you have podcasts, some Podcasts there. are like my favorite. Like <laughs> I'll be in the shower in the morning and I have a podcast playing or driving in my car. Like I really don't even listen to the radio much anymore. I just love podcasts so much. Oh, so good. So yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks, Melissa. It was such a pleasure yeah, to Thank you so much. You. This has been such a blast. Thank you. Woohoo! What an amazing, amazing episode. I know you guys liked that one, didn't you? If you did, definitely make sure you hit me up on Instagram. I'll give you a little shout out in my story if you tag me listening to it. I also wanted to remind you guys of this company that I love so much and I'm just so happy to share their message because it's worked so well for me and that is Blissful Days. So if you haven't seen me talking about it on my Instagram story, it is a CBD gummy bear product. So CBD is a holistic approach that I like to use for anxiety, stress, and it helps me so much with my sleep. So I've been using two of these gummy bears at night before bed, and it has been amazing. Such a nice way to unwind, relax, and have a really nice night's sleep. So if you're interested in learning more and you want to talk more about it, definitely hit me up on Instagram. If you'd like to give this product a try, they shared a coupon code with us, so you can go to blissfuldays.com. It's B-L-I-S-S F-U-L-D-A-Y-Z.com. And then the coupon code is healthy15. Oh, geez. Don't make me spell that out loud because I'm so bad spelling things out loud for some reason. But it's healthy, like the word healthy, and then the number one 
So you can enter that code right at checkout. Give these gummy bears a try. Seriously, I never promote products unless I really, really align with them and use them myself. And I've been absolutely loving these. And I just think CBD is going to change so many people's lives. So give it a try. As always, if you have any questions at all, don't ever hesitate to hit me up on Instagram. I am never too busy to chat with you. So my Instagram is a underscore healthy underscore attitude. Love you so much, my beautifully built fam. I will catch you on the next episode. Mwah.